Hello, and welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Monday, February 26th, 2024. Today's poem is by Edwin Arlington Robinson, who was one of the most successful and prolific poets of the early 20th century. In fact, he was the first person to be awarded the Pulitzer Prize for a collection of poetry, and even uh, had a U.S. president as his patron at one point. It's surprising then and sad that today Robinson is remembered for just a handful uh, of his poems. Miniver Chivi, maybe his best-known poem about a lackluster fellow who uh, laments that he was not born in an earlier age, maybe an age of knights and chivalry, where great deeds were possible for people like him. Uh, instead, he sits in a bar and drinks away his sorrows. Uh, or Richard Corey, the poem that I will be reading today, uh, which owes some of its continuing popularity and fame to uh, Simon and Garfunkel, who turned it into a hit song in 1966. A word of Warning, maybe a spoiler alert, uh, this poem does end with a suicide. And on that happy note, here is Richard Corey. I'll read it once for a few words and then read it one more time. Whenever Richard Corey went downtown, we people on the pavement looked at him. He was a gentleman from soul to crown clean-favored, and imperially slim. And he was always quietly arrayed, and he was always human when he talked. But still he fluttered pulses when he said, Good morning, and he glittered when he walked. And he was rich, yes, richer than a king, and admirably schooled in every grace. In fine, we thought that he was everything to make us wish we were in his place. So on we worked, and waited for the light, and went without the meat, and cursed the bread, and Richard Corey, one calm summer night, went home and put a bullet through his head. One of the remarkable things about Robinson, as he was uh, working at the height of his career, uh, was that as much success as he experienced in the midst of uh, other successful modern poets, he really eschewed modern poetic forms. Uh, like he strenuously objected to the use of free verse, and when asked once why he did so, and if he uh, ever considered writing in a free verse, he said, no, I write badly enough as it is. Uh, however, his poetry did carry at least one uh, more modern hallmark, and that was a pervasive gloom. Uh, his poetry was often uh, criticized or described as dour, gloomy, depressing, even uh, though this was not always 
uh, a criticism used to dismiss it. Uh, it was uh, one that was unavoidable. And uh, in the end, Robinson really had to uh, accept that he qualified it sometimes and tried to offer rationalizations for why he uh, depicted life uh, in a in a grayer or bleaker manner than some poets. But there's no arguing that it's not uh, present in his poetry. For example, in this poem, <laughs> Richard Gorey. Uh, but here, the gloom is a surprise. And it creates the irony in the poem in the final stanza because the speaker, uh, or at least the people spoken about, uh, the onlookers in the poem, they think that Richard Corey's life is pretty great. Uh, he is human. He is uh, humble, approachable. He's not one of those rich people who has their nose stuck in the air. He walks down the road, looks people in the eye, greets them, says good morning. He's always human when he talks. He's admirably schooled in every grace, and he's as rich as Croesus, as they say. It seems, in fact, like his life is utterly desirable. The speaker says, in fine, we thought that he was everything to make us wish that we were in his place. But the dramatic irony is that the onlookers don't know what turmoil there is inside of Richard Corey. We as the readers don't quite know either, uh, but we do know that it drives him for all the appearance of uh, happiness or contentedness. Uh, it drives him to take his own life. The thing that I appreciate about the poem is that uh, in the midst of that shocking conclusion, uh, we get the strong implication of a moral. Uh, I think we're meant to draw a certain conclusion about Richard Corey's life, and that though it is filled with wealth and opportunity, those things don't uh, automatically buy happiness. In fact, sometimes they can uh, be uh, an obstacle to true happiness, but that the poem never spoon-feeds that to us or forces it down our throats. Uh, it drops this tragic conclusion in our laps, and we're left to uh, sit with it and work out the implications for ourselves. The uh, version of this poem that is the Simon and Garfunkel song uh, is a little more developed in its interpretation. The speaker of the poem is a little more embittered. Uh, there's not just a, a line about naively waiting for the light and working on. Uh, if you labor long and hard enough, your your time will come too. The American dream will come true for you too. Uh, there is a kind of repeated, in fact, it's in the chorus, so it literally repeats. There's a repeated uh, cursing of the impoverished life of the laborer. Their chorus goes, but I, I work in his factory and I curse the life I'm living and I curse my poverty and I wish that I could be, oh, I wish that I could be Richard Corey. So it creates this link. Richard Corey's wealth in the Simon and Garfunkel version comes from him owning a factory uh, that all of these uh, 
poor laborers work in. And so their bitterness is not directed vaguely out into the world and the universe uh, at their plight and their station. Their bitterness is directed in part toward him. Uh, and the wish to be him is uh, a darker kind of envy or jealousy. And the striking thing about their version of the poem is, uh, though in Arlington Robinson's original the suicide at the end shakes us out of that admiration for Richard Corey's life. It leaves us thinking, oh, maybe there's not as much to be desired there as we thought. But the Simon and Garfunkel song uh, gives us the suicide, which is just as shocking and just as abrupt. But then the chorus repeats again so that the speaker uh, seems to persist in their desire even though they see the end that Richard Corey comes to, uh, they repeat yet again, I wish that I could be, oh, I wish that I could be Richard Corey, uh, which is maybe an even bleaker look at the uh, persistent desire uh, to have uh, what may harm us in the end. Here is Richard Corey's Rather, Edwin Arlington Robinson's Richard Corey. One more time. Whenever Richard Corey went downtown, we people on the pavement looked at him. He was a gentleman from soul to crown, clean-favored and imperially slim. And he was always quietly arrayed, and he was always human when he talked. But still he fluttered pulses when he said, Good morning, and he glittered when he walked. And he was rich, yes, richer than a king, and admirably schooled in every grace. In fine, we thought that he was everything to make us wish that we were in his place. So on we worked and waited for the light and went without the meat and cursed the bread. And Richard Corey, one calm summer night, went home and put a bullet through his head. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. If you're just happening upon our show by some happy chance, uh, you can also subscribe there at our Substack page to make sure that you get the daily poem delivered to your inbox every day. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.